ladies and gentlemen, fellow dudes and dudettes, welcome new friends, welcome old friends, welcome everybody, welcome to another episode of Best of Five, a very special episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon, and I'm joined here with the main squeeze, the Steve, the Deets schedule holder, Steve, Ace King Officer Jerick. Steve, how's it going? It's going all right. I rocked so hard during that intro, I actually moved my chair off center. So I apologize. But you know what? I'm 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 squared up. I'm ready to rock. Allegedly. Allegedly. Square up, Steve. <laughs> and we also have the multi-talented, the commentator, the player, the grappler hater. That almost rhymed. I almost made that work. We have the wonderful, the purple sharpie. I'm not wonderful. That's slander. You will be hearing from my lawyer. What is the preferred term then, if we're if we're not going with wonderful? Uh, trash human being, non grappler apologist. Non grappler. Wow, that, that's I some reverse kinda, psychology there. I I kind of call dibs on trash human being, so uh, I'll have my people call your people. And I'm the host, so I'm the trash human being. Welcome to Best of Five. Tonight on the show, we're going to have ourselves a recap of what went on over this weekend. We're going to talk about the Nick All-Stars leaks. We're going to have ourselves a quick block grab. We're going to talk about some other happenings in the FGC and what everybody here is waiting for. We have Maximilian at the tail end of our show for a, an interview. We're going to talk about free MVC2 and the crazy traction that's been getting. We're going to talk about all the Twitch Rivals events. And we're going to talk a little bit about Assist Me because I'm a fan of Assist Me. Assist me do what? Assist me exactly. to what? Exactly. Before we get into everything, though, we do have to go through the most important segment of our week. Steve, will you hit us with that recap? I believe I can do that. And we've got a busy weekend to go over. A lot happened. Let's start in the Street Fighter side of things. We had the return of the Capcom Pro Tour after a couple weeks off. Uh... Japan 2, second chance for Japanese players to qualify. Uh, it was a good weekend for Higuchi. Got revenge on Sako after Sako sent him to loser's bracket in the beginning of top 8. Higuchi fought all the way back through the loser's bracket. Got Sako 3-1 and 3-0 in the grand final to punch his ticket to Capcom Cup. Uh, Banchan finishing third. Momochi rounding out the top four on this side of the pacific we had the long-awaited finale for the uh street fighter league season three uh if you'll remember this was originally supposed to take place offline but got postponed due to the pandemic so they finally got the teams together had the showdown uh, between Nasser Esports and Alpha 3. Started out well for Al Alpha 3. They got uh, the first win of the set uh, with Nephew beating Samurai. But then the birds came and the birds conquered. Big Bird and Angry Bird swept the rest of the team. They get the 3-1 win. Nasser Esports, your, your Season 3 champions, they are taking home 60k for that victory. Uh, 15k for Alpha 3, so. That's such a crazy like, backwards way after, like, witnessing everything else that went through SFL. Because Samurai is usually the one that dominates SFL, but turns out he was the only one that lost uh, a set at Nasser this year. 
Well, you know, when you he's he's been he's been carrying his team so many times over the past couple seasons. He he gets a freebie. He's earned a freebie. I agree. It's about time it's about time he took some of that weight off his shoulders. I agree. 100%. All right, let's keep it going here uh with some other games, Vortex Gallery. Uh this is the collective of games if you're not aware uh that was in previous years known as Anime Evo. Uh, they they are under a new name now, but it's the same crazy massive schedule. Uh, this is week three of five, uh, and you see a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, central fiction action. Uh, you had some great Garo action, uh, one of which I misspelled, and I apologize. Uh, it was Guilty Garo. Uh, in South America, as opposed to regular Gaara. <laughs> uh, you get one. White <laughs> White February winning uh, the North American Gaara tournament. Uh, Keske winning Guilty Gear Japan. Southie, your Oceania uh, Guilty Gear uh, plus R champion. If we take a look at the other uh, bracket, obviously the most important tournament on here, Mahjong Soul. Mm-hmm. One by Hugh. The fact that Mahjong Soul gets such a reception is absolutely mind blowing to me. But you had some other tournaments as well. Uh, uh, Reseda Federal, the uh, South American Skullgirls champion from Evo, uh, won the Melty Blood Brazil tournament. Uh, Metaternal, your TVC champion. Uh, since we're in the Capcom versus sort of mood tonight. And Paul Knives, your global Waku Waku 7 champion. I still don't think that's a real game. Finally, we now know that Paul Knives is the best Waku Waku 7 champion. I, I really do want to go back and watch that. I'm kind of sad I missed out on it. Uh, yeah, the, the... It looks like a good game. It 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 uh, it honestly looks like an actual game, which is more than I I I still believe it's not real. Like uh, like I will I will go to my grave thinking that they just threw a couple of random titles in just to make my scheduling job harder. Steve, please. Speaking of scheduling jobs, Steve, I do believe that there's been a new the beginning. Or actually, no, it's the continuation of the schedule of the Tekken Online Challenge Series. Yes, uh, we've had a lot of Tekken action going on with these online master events. Uh, Obviously, these are the big events in each region. Uh, You also have the dojo events that each region uh, that tournament organizers can sign up for. But we had a couple of the uh, online master events this weekend. kicking it off with the Middle East, and we got some representation that we don't normally see. Uh, Rife, your, Rife, excuse me, your uh, Middle East champion representing Saudi Arabia, he held off perhaps my favorite name of the week, Ultra Instinct mm. Potato from Georgia. <laughs> is, is this going to be the... I, I already feel this is the weekly winner of the best of five best name of the week. There are some good ones this week. Uh, Muhammad Mish- Mishima from Jordan. <laughs> That's really I, good. Too. I love that one. Uh, but uh, complain 
getting up the podium representing Israel. Uh, but, you know, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, uh, Israel, you're seeing representation there. You also saw a bunch of new representation in the other uh, Tekken tournament of the weekend, the South Africa yeah. online master. And this is more Southern Africa. Uh, because it was countries from all over the southern part of Africa that were eligible. And that's a good thing for Big Daddy Mike. Uh, he flies the Mozambique flag high, winning the tournament there, uh, beating Callum uh, Bukes from South Africa in the grand final. Kenya's DVK finishing third. Uh, but you've also got Zambia represented with Onyx making top five. Uh Madagascar through Mimosas with uh, making top eight, uh, as t- finishing tied for seventh with Unga Bunga. Mm. Ah, the, the the mysterious Unga Bunga. The mysterious Mon- Unga Bunga. Uh, sticking in the genre of Bamco online master events, we also had the first event in the DBFZ World Championship. Uh, Tenkaichi Online Master Series. Uh, this one was won by Zane taking it over uh, Sientikov in the grand. Uh, uh, Sienti- Scientificoff, I can talk. I swear I can. Uh, Alakovich and Yoma rounding out the top four there. Also, if we're talking about great names. Yo Ma is up there. Murder Lake TTV. Mm-hmm. Sauce K. Finishing tied for 13th. All right. That one got we, got, me. we got some quality ones this week. These names, dude. That one got me. And let's close it off uh, with some Smash action. The Smash World Tour held its European regional final uh, on the Smash Ultimate side of things. Uh, Glatoni from France is your winner holding off Siski in the grand final. But the important thing is he finished in the top six. So those two, along with uh, Jeremy's Tariq Centro from Austria, Pelly from the UK and Tom Berry from France. All six of those players have qualified for the smash world tour final. Uh, later on, I believe I forget if it's at the end of this year or the early part of 2022. Nice. Very nice, actually. Yeah. And, we, and uh, we've got some things to keep an eye out for this coming week, especially uh, weekend four of Vortex Gallery. I've got the schedule, uh, if you have that. Whole lot of action going on. Uh, Kizuna Encounter... On Saturday, you've got plenty of Melty. You've got plenty of uh, Fexel. Puyo Puyo Tetris uh, on both Steam and Switch uh, taking place over that uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, if we take a look at Sunday, uh, you we close things off uh, with some Uni, some Central Fiction. You've got more... Uh, Gundam, but the big one I'm actually going to try and watch on Sunday night, Street Fighter the movie. 
That wow. The Robot Boombox uh, Twitch <laughs> channel. Oh my gosh. That game is so good. Blade Infinite Combos, let's go. I actually want to see this. I actually want to see this go down. Dude, I'm a fan. Um, I'm a fan of just the fact that with Blade, you can jump, throw a knife, and then jump, throw another knife, and combo both knives into each other. So you can land, jump again, and throw a knife. You know what else I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of everybody that's subscribing to our show right now. So everybody here who's from Max's chat, let me hear you. Let, let me see you type a big like Max dude. Let me see the big dumb beam. Will you flutter chat with it? But I do want to thank Big Four Lil for the big resub. Three months here. He's been here way longer than that. We have Crimson Wander subscribing with Twitch Prime. We have Scream Lord. <laughs> Scream Lord. Scream Lord. Um, yeah, Scream Lord. And, uh, and, of course, the patron saint of Best of Five, Die by Sword. Big thanks, everybody, for the big resubs. There we go. We got the big dumb beams. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. We have Maximilian. He's in the powdering room right now. He's eating the red and uh, red and orange M and M's. Benny's. Earlier, we were of. talking about how unfair grapplers were together. You know, that's why I wasn't here for the pre-show. I was talking mm -hmm. to Max about that. Yeah, it's an important conversation that we couldn't have in the public eye. But for sure, we have to save face. We have to save face. Steve, was there anything else on this week's recap? Uh, that's it. Uh, if you look down below on the ticker, there's a list of events uh, that you can check out, including uh, Tekken Online Challenges, more DBFZ action, as well as uh, as well as uh, where to catch the, all of the info for Vortex Gallery. I'll have all of that on Juked this week. So if you want to catch everything at once, Juke.gg is the place to go. There we are. Juke.gg is the place to go. Thank you, Steve, for another great recap. That was the recap. Bam. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Let's get on to our first topic of the day. And we're going to talk about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Big, big, big. Uh, aside from the usual announcements, right? We got a character breakdown on Leonardo. We got April O'Neil. Uh, aside from all of that, we also got a big old leak, didn't we, Steve? Well let's, well, let's kick it off chronologically. We actually had an interview happen mm -hmm. on right. Wednesday, and that was with uh, Joel Nystrom, who is the CEO of Ludosity, the, uh, one of the teams developing the game. Uh, and in an interview with Game, Former, game Informer, they confirmed that uh, the game will be launching on all platforms on October 5th, so... Steam, uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, uh, and Switch. That's like in so, two weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's two weeks. It's it's close. We knew it was coming. I just wasn't sure it was coming that quite that quickly. Now, with that, with this announcement. We've, we've talked a little bit uh, in the past about this game, how we're excited about it, uh, but there's been a couple of things that worry us, right? Specifically, the characters don't have any voices, the music is kind of weird. Um, I feel like that was revealed in this interview, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, we've, oh, some of that had been confirmed in the game's official Discord, but in this interview, uh, Mr. Nystrom did actually confirm a lot of these things. When asked about uh, the 
voice acting or lack thereof in these trailers and preview videos. He said, quote, our focus was on creating the best possible gameplay experience for core brawling fans and Nickelodeon fans around the globe. It is not as straightforward to do as one might think. And as we continue to build the Nick All-Star Brawl franchise, we will be reviewing all options, which may include adding VO uh, voiceover down the road. And then later in the interview, when he was asked about uh, the in-game music, he said, quote, the music is all new, but just like everything else, heavily referencing the source material, end quote. So the game will launch without voice acting. Uh, all of the stage music is going to be uh, original compositions, not from the shows. Uh. Uh, so it's not going to be SpongeBob music. It's going to be SpongeBob-ish music. Uh. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? I kind of I kind of don't disagree with their approach though, right? Cuz like imagine like not having the money to or like imagine deciding being deciding on whether to make the game good or whether to get the voiceover and music. Imagine using your entire marketing team to advertise the idea of nostalgia and then tell people later on 2 weeks before the game comes out that there's no nostalgia. Like, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was bringing up last Just week. Just imagine, imagine that, and imagine that being the very first, like, conversation that you have with your budding community. It's not a good first step. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it does suck. Uh, I 100% agree. But at the same time, it's like, is it feasible to, with... yes. Yes, it is feasible. If Nickelodeon, if Nickelodeon gave you the access to use their IP for those characters, then yes, it is feasible to fight for it. It's just uh, I didn't want to sacrifice other things inside of the game to provide the experience that we were going to promote off of, but my promotion team still used it. So... Well, I mean... I think the thing that... I think that... Oh, I'm sorry. The last thing I will say is what I think that interview basically solidified is that this game was coming out regardless. Like, that's really what that means. If they didn't get the VOs, and they don't have the soundtrack, and they have to make their own sounds, this game is not coming out because it's, like, what they envisioned for the end time. It's coming out because this is the time that they got it greenlit by everybody to do it. And this is the most they could do. To be honest, that's what that means. That means they probably tried to fight for it, they probably didn't get the rights to something or the other, or it was a ridiculous amount of money and they just couldn't do it, and this is as good as the game would ever be, and they're like, well, we might as well make a game and make some money instead of not coming out with the product. So. Yeah, well, you know what another game is that came out with no VO or music, but in time Elterun? they added it? Oh. Skullgirls? Punch Planet? Them's Fighting Herds? Power Rangers. Oh. They didn't have voiceovers in the beginning, but later on in the game's life, they added it. So I, I think this is like, one of those things where if they get enough support, hopefully they'll add it, I, whatever that means. But here's the thing. I feel like there's, well, when you're talking about Power Rangers, at least in the U.S., there's one spot to go for rights. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that comes through the same show. Whereas mm -hmm. with this, you know, the people who own the rights to or have rights to, say... Uh, Ren and Stimpy, 
some of that rests with Nickelodeon, maybe not all of that. Uh, yeah. When you're talking about uh, Rocco's Modern Life, you're talking about Wild Thornberries, you're talking about another couple of shows that may be part of the game. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. That it's not exactly a one-stop shop, so it's a much more com- convoluted process, and it's probably a much more expensive process. The problem is, like I said last week, this is not a game that is being sold as a platform fighter. Oh yeah, we've got Nick characters. It's being sold as a Nickelodeon nostalgia bomb. Oh yeah, it's a fight. It's a platform fighter. Yep. With wave dashing and all of that. Yeah, true. So it's it it feels like it's going to deliver on the second half of that, the platform fighter. Because if you look at the previews, it it looks like a legit game. But I my fear is that it may not deliver on that first part, which is for a lot of people especially those outside the FGC, the main selling point. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen what happens to games when they don't deliver on the main selling point of a game. Rest in peace, Golden Persona 4 Arena. You know who has, you know who has delivered, though? Who? Skullgirl, second encore? Well, that too. But Kwanzai, who has uh, subscribed for 46 months in a row, Kwanzai, one of the OGs, we do appreciate. Everyone who does subscribe, everyone who's in chat, who retweets our stuff on Twitter, shares our stuff on YouTube, uh, supports us in any way, we really do appreciate it. All of that goes into us being able to make this show better and better week on week. So thank you for your support, whether that be financial, spirit bombs, whatever it is. Yeah, thank you. What he said. I couldn't have said it better. Steve, in addition to all this, there was a tiny bit of a leak. Was there not? Uh, I'd say more than a tiny bit. Now, this is this game, we've had leaked uh, portions of the roster multiple times between the game's announcement and uh, today, including uh, some video game, uh, some cover art that included... Uh, full filled in outlines of the characters, then just the outlines themselves, and then oh, it's just the logo now. Uh, we've had various leaks, uh, but today, or actually yesterday, excuse me, a Reddit user by the name of Teru SSBU uh, logged onto the Xbox Store and saw a splash page. Now we're gonna put it up on screen. If you are Someone who does not want to be spoiled. A, this is on social media now, so be careful. And B, we're going to be discussing this. So, you, I'll, it, it, close your eyes, what? cover your ears. Just for 30 what about seconds. Not me, what if I don't want spoilers, Steve? Close your eyes and close your ears. For 30 seconds. We'll give, a... you, we'll give you guys a thumbs up when we're ready. When we're done. We'll go like this. So ready? All right, everybody got your eyes closed. Remember, we're gonna go like this. Not now. After told me to. Okay. Go close your eyes and your ears now. All right. Here's the leak. Here's the leaked image. Be careful. So, and I did uh, square out the three characters who are who have not been announced yet on screen. Uh, 
So, three characters from two fr- from one franchise um, that I am a big big fan of. So I am happy. I am very happy that th- that this is a thing. Especially that character on top. I I I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I really <laughs> can't believe they decided to put like Wacko from Animaniacs inside of this game. That's kind of crazy. I know. <laughs> and I'm still waiting on the Gur breakdown. When's the Gur breakdown? Um, there is no uh Gur breakdown. I know. So it it does sound like uh Gur is actually going to be part of Zim's move set. That Ooh. is the biggest boo ever. I would Ooh. hate that. What? Don't you even bring that into the world, Steve? How dare you? I, I'm. That's that's the new. That's what you get I for have... being the messenger, Steve. Yeah. Get, as long as leave. you don't shoot. I'm me. kidding. Don't leave. <laughs> boo the messenger as much as you like. Just don't shoot the messenger. That's all, all I'm right. asking. Okay. We I'm, won't you're also, lucky I'm not a ranged character. Also, everybody, we're done talking about the spoilers, so you can unclose your eyes and your ears. We're good. All right. Yeah. Doesn't oh, matter. They, they put one, Barney in the game. It's not worth playing anymore. One more thing. They did, uh, during the interview, they did announce that there will be 20 characters at launch uh, and at least one season's worth of DLC. Interesting. Already, wow! Quick to announce that, are they? Um, <laughs> well, it comes out in two weeks now. That is that is true. It does come out in two weeks. <laughs> All Time right. is a construct. Steve Sharpie, dudes in the chat. Let me see some dumb beams. Everybody, I think it's time for a block grab. Block grab. Block grab. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, block grab. We have a lot of people who are new here or haven't watched the show in a hot minute. So here's how this works. If you are not subscribed to the channel, every time we show a trailer, if you like it, you spam yay. Right? Like there's the yay the, with the green with the green uh, thing, like the vote yay. And if you don't like it, you spam nay, which is the red vote thing. If you are subscribed, give us a grab. If you like it. If you don't like it, give us a block. That's how this works. BOV block, BOV grab if you are a subscriber. So if you're not a subscriber, you get to block with my cool face. If you're not a subscriber and you actually have enough channel points, you can go ahead and purchase it exclusively in the channel points at the bottom left. Go ahead and use those fantastic bestie points to show us what you think of this next segment. Elon, what do we have today? Here is our first block grab. Rashid? Huh? Oh, it's he's back. It's Kanra. Oh, Close enough. KOF. KOF. Yeah. Bro, that is a super Skullgirls character. <laughs> actually made him good. <laughs> All right. I, I'm really feeling that. Steve, blocker grab. Chat, keep spamming. I'm coming to you next. Or I'm coming to you after Sharpie. I'm sorry. Steve, blocker grab. 
I'm really liking the sand mechanics that we've seen so far. Uh, I like the design. Uh, I'm sold. I'm grabbing. Sharpie, block or grab on That's Poopy. a grab from me. That's a grab from me. Nice. I'm looking at the chat. It looks a little bit split, but I'm seeing more grabs than blocks and more yays than nays. So I think the chat collectively as an entity is grabbing this one. I'm going to grab because he actually looks good. I, I enjoyed trying to learn him in KOF 14 in the very little time I played it. He was really tough to play and he was not, he was not great. So he looks like he actually can do stuff now. So I'm a fan. Big grab for me. Grabs all around. I, w- I will give credit to Die by Sword. He brings up a good point uh, in chat. He says the sand gets everywhere. Yeah, the sand will get everywhere. That is kind of unfortunate for everybody. It's not a me problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's a, we, have to, we have to keep it going here because uh, we do have an interview with Max at the tail end of the show here at 7 p.m. Central, which is in about 30, well, 24 minutes. So here's our next block grab. Please stop putting these vampires in this game. <laughs> they need to stop making this Twilight 2.0. Am I crazy in saying that? Oh dear God! Oh dear! Oh, I found my main. I found so, my main, everybody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So found we it. had a we had a Conra reference in the Kukri trailer. This looks like glaciers. Is is the world just KI now? <laughs> I, I found my character, everybody. Sorry to the people I'm about to defeat. Sharpie, blocker grab. What you <laughs> That's got? That's a grab. That's an easy win. That's the GG. That right there is the broken character. Found him. <laughs> Showed ya. You're welcome. You're welcome. Certified jank from a Skullgirls player, everybody. Chat, start, pl- start spamming those blocks and grabs. Steve, blocker grab on Vlav. I, I, I am two parts grab, one part block. Uh... I'm grabbing because the character looks awesome, and I'm grabbing because I've been watching a lot of Forged in Fire, and that sword looks really, really nice. Right? Also, that show it's, is so good, is it not, Steve? It's it so is good. so good. But but here's here's what here's my issue. Vlav does not sound like a real name. Uh, do you get, do you remember fighting baseball? That old Super Nintendo baseball game. Uh, where they just inserted a whole lot of like almost English but not really English names, <laughs> like remember. Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> oh and, my gosh! And uh, Dwit Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that, but you know, two out of three ain't bad, so I'm grabbing. Ooh, chat! I'm, I just I saw nothing but grabs, so I feel everybody's in for flav. Um, and I'm also going to grab Forged in Fire because that was uh, my pandemic comfort show when it first started. So half and half, half and half. Here's our next block grab so I can not be in trouble. Uh, I forgot to click the go button. I'm sorry. I'm scared of playing okay. this music. Oh, that's oh. fair. Is that Edward? That's Edward. Why does his haircut look awful? Because it's Street Fighter Five hair. Is that what's her face? Was the Seth costume, uh, what's her face? Rouge? The G costume. Oh, my goodness. Is that Goldmember from Austin Powers? I I have so many thoughts on the G costume. (laughs) He looks like a guy who talks about being in the lifestyle and 
but doesn't say what the lifestyle is. And whenever you ask him about it, he gives vague responses and kind of judges your your answers to see where he wants to go with it. He's giving me off some weird vibes here. <laughs> All right. So I want to just focus on the Ken Edward Falcon costume. Chat, start, playing, start spamming those blocks and grabs. Steve, Edward Falcon, Ken, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's weird seeing a Power Stone reference. Um, it kind of took me by surprise. I don't hate it, so I'll grab. Sharpie, what do you think about Edward Falcon? It's an easy block for me. It looked terrible. I did not like the way it looked at all. It didn't look fun. It didn't look appealing. I didn't like anything about any of those announcements. Can, can, and you know me, get... I never mm-hmm. say this. It's no, just like, it's super, it's very, it was very lackluster, every aspect of it. I feel like the most compelling thing about that trailer was the music. And we couldn't even play it. I'm scared of the DMCA. What can I tell you? No, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying it's like, <laughs> I understand. it's like they didn't even make custom music for it, you know? So can, can, can we please pull up G though? Okay, let me pull up G. Uh, I, I just... At? And while while we're pulling up, y'all can yell at me for being harsh all you want. I'm just I'm just being real with it. You're you're correct. Not you, chat. Oh no, I don't (laughs) think you're wrong. Uh, there's G there. Now hold on before we before we get into G though, I do want to say everybody in the chat's blocked, and I I just want to grab because it's Power Stone. I like Power Stone. I want more Power Stone, but it's sad because it looks like uh, uh, bad. Anyway, G. G. I mean, look at this. Look at this. It's this is member. like this is like your stereo stereotypical like swinger. <laughs> like if you want, if you're watching a movie and they need a swinger character, he will look like G. Very true. Steve, are you saying that you are grabbing this because you enjoy the fact that they're putting swinger outfits inside of Street Fighter Five? Uh, I, I am, uh, I am holding up back on this. I'm not blocking. I'm not grabbing. You're getting away from it. (laughs) (laughs) I am am escaping the entire situation. All right. Sharpie, block a grab on swing. I I already blocked it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to grab. I think I'm a fan of Austin Powers gold member. I want to play as gold member. Sorry for slamming my desk. It kind of hurt actually. And then there was one more Seth costume. Let's see if I can find it here. Let's let's take a gander. Where is the Seth costume? There it is. Well, there's Falcon. That looks awful. Everybody grabbed. There. Is this a Rouge costume? Another Power Stone costume? Or is this just a, oh, look, it's Seth, and they're wearing a thing. Anyway, blocker grab, chat. Blocker grab, Sharpie. Block. Steve? I, I, it looks so bad. Don't disagree. Steve? Uh, is that really on their show? It's a soft block. It, it, it's a block slash up back. I'm not. I'm definitely not grabbing, but I'm. I'm just not feeling this. I'm mad, Although, Elon, because you unpaused it and it looked worse than it did when it was paused. Although, <laughs> if you put, if you put this Seth next to that G. There are some implications there that we really. <laughs> there are some implications there. I will Steve, we have that. guests here. 
<laughs> all right, so it looks like it's just a block all around. Uh, everybody's saying that it was a bad like trailer. Leaf. It was a bad trailer. Yeah. Well, we have one more trailer here for our block grab. And uh, let's take a gander, shall we? Oh! Oh! Wait, this looks good. Oh! It's Ooh. Ruby Heart! Yeah, that actually does look nice. This actually looks really sick, I'm not gonna lie. How is it that they can have this really dope costume and then have the other duds? Because it's a That's woman. The nature. It's the nature of art. Sometimes, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. When you hit, it's a home run. And this feels like a home run to me. I just, I feel like Street Fighter is very good at carrying a certain type of woman and characterization and and, and uh, outfits. And I feel like that was that type of character. Are, are, are you know what you I mean? That, are you saying that... I'm saying that, I would uh, let her step on my neck and spit in my mouth for free. I would pay her for that opportunity. That's what I'm saying, Steve. Okay? I was gonna and ask I'm not ashamed. About, I, I was just going to ask you about the chundle, but, you know. Oh. Oh. That. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how, uh, how about them Vikings? <laughs> all right. All in all, I saw the chats all grabbing. Sharpie, I'm a, it's safe to assume grab. I yeah. guess that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, yeah. block the grab. I, I'm grabbing. It's a well done costume. I, the the I think what pushes it over the top for me is the chain instead of the scarf. I love touches like that. Mm -hmm. so. I agree. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna grab certain aspects of it. I'm gonna grab the fact that it's a versus character. It's an MVC. Which aspects are you grabbing, Alon? I'm getting there. Cut it out. We have guests. We have new friends here. Want to make? Want to look good? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it is a versus character after all, and this is right after a Cyber Akuma costume, so is this a hint at something? Who knows? Speaking of, we are going to be talking with Maximilian in just a little bit under 15 minutes here. Um, so I'm grabbing for that aspect. I'm going to block because it's they turned Rose blonde. She wasn't blonde, and now she's blonde. It's another blonde character in Street Fighter V. Gosh dang it. And that's been this edition of block grab let's go ahead and get to our final topic before we have matt or before we have max on not matt i don't know who matt is maybe i do matt a million uh, matt a million matt a million dudes matt a million dudes <laughs> great value max <laughs> all right this is quick hits quick hits is basically just uh the lightning round if you will so let's hit these first cpt dlc and balance adjustments have been delayed steve so this was announced uh, a few days ago. Capcom put out a statement saying, quote, In the previously released Street Fighter V Season 5 roadmap, a new battle balance adjustment and the Capcom Pro Tour 2022 DLC were scheduled to release in fall 2021. However, with Capcom Cup 8 scheduled for early 2022, this content will be moved to March 2022 to sync with that time frame. We apologize for this adjustment to the roadmap, and thank you for your continued support. So, 
we're not going to have, it doesn't sound like we're going to have any sort of major changes uh, for Street Fighter V until next year. Uh, we did get one somewhat big change uh, with the most recent update, though, and that was the elimination of Oro's fast fall. Mm-hmm. And that's been a whole like that's a whole can of worms. It is. It's it's sort of this question of well, it obviously wasn't intended, and some people can do some pretty cool stuff in there, but you know, does take does taking it out make it a better game? And if it even if it does, does, is that an area where, okay, we can have some fun with that. Let's leave that in there and change some other things around. It, 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 it opens up a whole can of worms about balancing versus insanity and what games should be doing in terms of patching and updating and it's a whole conversation I feel like we could spend 20, 30 minutes on. Yeah, on unfortunately, day. we don't have the time for that discussion. But that is what people are yelling about Twitter these, on Twitter these days. It's, is patching good? Is patching bad? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, that uh, and, you know, the fact that commentators get paid significantly faster and more than players, apparently. Oh, yeah, no, I feel like that's because a we're just so Because we're just so rich, you mm. know? I, I just have to say, after I commentated Evo, I personally drove my Lamborghini home. And was like, oh man, look at these racks on racks on racks on racks, bro. And then I immediately kissed my 15 girlfriends. That were all there because they're like, aren't you that girl that commentated Skullgirls at Evo? And I was like, you know it, babes. And then everybody clapped? Everyone clapped. <laughs> Everyone in the entire world clapped at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this is Quick Hits. We have 10 minutes before Max hops on. Let's get into the oh, next uh, topic, and this one is actually pretty cool because this is about someone who has been on the show, is a friend of the show. Let's take a look at this video, shall we? So yeah, this is from this is footage from an exhibition set between uh, Cuddlecore and Anakin. Uh, at the end, you see this moment here. So she is the new Tekken 7 Red Bull gamer. Red Bull athlete? I'm going to say Red Bull athlete. Red Bull athlete is Man. the term they go with. But yeah, Cuddle is one of the best players on the planet. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly. She, she's just, and, and it's funny enough because there was like, uh, there was like this period where she and Anakin played in tournament and in exhibitions, and especially like during the E League, uh, when they had the Tekken E League thing. And she just owned Anakin's soul for like that entire year. Uh, but it's you know something like that was really really cool to see. You know, I love moments. So I love moments like that. I love. Oh, go ahead. What I was going to say is, I think that I am so happy for Cuddle. Um, not because, like, I feel like, you know, she's going to be able to do things on Red Bull that she hasn't been able to do previously. I think it's mostly because I'm really happy about what it represents for her as a person. Like, there are very few people inside of the world that have been able to align or work and become official Red Bull players. It's kind of like that defining moment as a player where it's like, she is now able to say that she got there, you know? Like, top, eight, top eighting at Evo. 
you know, commentating Evo, uh, getting on a esports team like Equinox, you know, Twitch partnership, like a hundred thousand on YouTube, all of that stuff, right? Like that's all very nice, but I think it's things that like because I feel like just the best way I can say this is that I feel like Cuddle is genuinely top three competitor inside of the fighting game community right now. Not exclusively off of her gameplay, not exclusively off her content, because she is the whole package. And there are very few players I can actively say that about, and I mean that. There, there's, like, I can count them literally right now on one hand. I won't do it because, like, I don't want to, like, embarrass them or anything. But, like, she is up there in the top three for me, and it's because she's able to, like, do content. She's able to speak very, very clearly in public conversations. She's able to have an interview and hold it without saying anything offensive and just being honest and true, and she's able to play very, 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 very well. So it's like, to me, this is just validating that she is an incredibly talented person, even outside of video games, because Red Bull doesn't hire people exclusively for their gameplay. Red Bull hires talent, you know? Um, and I think it really goes to show that she has been working hard this entire time, and she has done very amazing things in general as far as visibility for the fighting game community, and especially for femmes um, inside of the fighting game community. Like, I've always loved the way that she champions not only her herself inside of the community, but other femmes inside of the community, like myself, like Persia, like Romanova, like Athena. She is She is working hard right now, and I am just so happy to see this this uh, opportunity go her way, to be very honest with you. Yeah, no, very much agreed. And she, like people have been saying, she has been on a tear in inter uh, the ICFC. Like mm -hmm. she's she's champion. won yeah. all three seasons, right, of it? Or three so times. Yeah. Three, I, I knew she won the first two. I wasn't sure about the third. I, I'm pretty uh, sure she won chat, the third. I, we'll have to double check on that. Uh, I think she, she won the third. Yeah, and she also was the winning captain for E-League, for the Tekken E-League a while back. Uh, and she also and like, coached two seasons of EXO Academy for mm -hmm. two different women in Tekken. Exactly. So it's yeah, much like you were saying, Sharpie. She is uh, the whole package, and that's something that's very rare to see nowadays. The only other person I can think who puts this much craft or this much time into their content that is also a professional player right now is Justin Wong. And I I'm not like lying when I say that like she is very much so top three right now like it would very easily be justin her and then the third person i'm thinking of who i won't mention but it's like when you look at content when you look at what she's doing behind the scenes when you look at the fact that like every after every single tournament she's taking pictures she's signing autographs she's like she's doing it you know she's a professional player and the fighting game community needs someone like her that in the forefront showing showing them that this is what we're about this is what we're like i just i'm so happy for her also one correction uh she came in second the first season sorry uh joey okay. won the first season so she's won the second and third season so apologies on that thank you uh big for lil and Shayon for correcting us there much appreciated yeah. second first first ain't that bad either. yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> she almost won the first time i uh, just i just yeah. i really am happy to see her with this mm -hmm. an, with another accolade knowing that like she's going to go so much further than just this and that she has accomplished so much that it really just feels like another feather inside of the hat to her it already it, it really just i feel like people should know that she's already a really big deal in general gaming right now and i just hope that with this uh awesome promotional opportunity from red bull she's finally able to solidify that to so many other people who are consistently like just 
you know, discounting her victories. Agreed. All right, we have about four minutes left. Let's. We have two more uh, topics to go. I wish we could keep talking about Cuddlecore forever, but unfortunately we cannot. I apologize. Uh, first, there's been some uni news. Uni news, Steve? Yes. We got some uni news. A uh, couple days ago on Twitter, uh, the French Red studio manager, Nobuya Narita, took to Twitter uh, and put out this statement. This is translated. Uh via D-Bell, so I apologize if there are any uh, uh, anything is unclear or uh, I've given different meaning to but he, but he did say Uni is celebrating its ninth anniversary next year will be 10 years and I feel like I'm going to collapse from the speed of time I'll try to I'll try my best to announce the next one as soon as possible thank you all so much for your support so far so this statement Makes it sound like uh, French Bread is working on the next uni. There is, you know, room for interpretation on this. Uh, later, uh, Raito, uh, the uni series composer, quoted that tweet and said this. We are working on the next installment of uni. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I thought we were just going to guesstimate about whether or not it was going to happen. And they were like, by the way, there was also a quote retweet saying we're working on Undernight. <laughs> There's room for interpretation. Now, Is there? It, 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 it's not clear if they're talking about a brand new game or a major title update to uh, uh, Uniclear or maybe just a patch or a minor update. But they're working on something. Yeah, very true. And I love the fact that he just took all the, uh, Raito just took all the vagueness out of it. It's like, wha-bam. Thank you, ma'am. All right, our last quick hits, quick hit, if you will. And this one is something that uh, is good for everybody to talk about. There's been a lot of animosity. We even had something on the show here about uh, the way music copyright is handled here on the Twitches. A lot of people have been getting DMCA'd, a lot of things happening, a lot of crazy shenanigans that nobody really knows how to deal with because it's still something that's so new and it, there's been a lot of missteps both uh, from the Twitch side and from other sides. There's finally been some light shown into this big issue uh, where we got a big, uh, a big reveal about something that's happening on Twitch, didn't we, Steve? Uh, we did. This was uh, in an email Twitch sent to its... Uh, creators earlier today and it is in regards to an agreement they just reached with the National Music Publishers Association um, this is a group of several different uh, music publishing companies uh, that control a large amount of rights for music in the US and abroad uh, part of they sent details of this agreement to uh, Twitch creators. Some of the key things are that uh, this is something that music right holders can choose to opt into. The big thing that they're selling is that uh, if there is a first-time issue, it doesn't necessarily jump to a penalty. It can result in just a warning 
uh, depending on what the type of issue is. Uh, the example I used was background music in uh, music in the background for a few seconds versus someone restreaming a concert or uh, playing, you know, using it using Twitch as a jukebox, that sort of thing. Uh, it's important to note, though, that the agreement does not change how music can be used on Twitch. So it doesn't mean it's not like the YouTube deal where you have this list, this massive list of rights that you can pull up from uh, or massive list of uh, artists that you can pull up from. Uh, but we will be learning more about this in the coming weeks. And hopefully this is going to be a good way to help settle down uh, like all this new stuff that we're dealing with as far as like playing music and uh, how that's all dealt. With all that said, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting for it all day, all show. Yeah, is, dudes. Dudes, let me see some dumb laser beams from Fulgore in the chat. Everybody, let's welcome the one, the only, our guest of honor today, the Maximilian. Hello. Ah, I made it. Max I'm is running. here. <laughs> Everything changes when you have a baby. Oh, God. Yeah, it does. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, Thank you for does. waiting. No, all good. Uh, nobody knew we were waiting, so we did it. We did our job. It's good. It's perfect. <laughs> so, Max, right off the bat, I just wanted to check in. Now that you're a family man, you're playing the, uh, the Guile role. Well, actually... I always said that to someone. Um, how's how's that been? How's Family Man doing? How's Daddy? Uh, I'd say, I mean, it's been challenging, rewarding, frustrating, beautiful, arduous, entertaining, and also uh, has made me like the happiest I've ever been in my life. So it it has been a huge, wide variety of crazy emotions trying to balance like streaming and video content and everything like that. But um, I feel like honestly, like having a kid has really made me the happiest I've ever been. And it's also given me an opportunity to like prioritize things and try to work a bit smarter. Um, and that included things like hiring an editor to finally edit my YouTube videos after like 13, 14 years of doing it myself or something like that. And um, yeah, like I think the most amazing thing is watching her uh, learn how to do stuff and um, not trying to push fighting games or like you have to play the old Nintendo because that's what we did. You know, I'm not really in the same boat of like, I'm not going to make my daughter suffer all the things that we had to suffer through. She'll find new and creative ways to deal with all of the modern BS that happens in the world. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to find out what she, what she's going to love and the different things that she's going to like doing because, uh, it's really satisfying. It's really satisfying to watch her learn. That's it. Sounds like good dad moments all around, huh? Yeah, yeah. Have you already I, I started kinda... playing games with her? Like when I was younger, my first memories were my dad having me in his lap when I was like a toddler and he would play like Grail or Eve or something. Do you do yeah. that with her? Uh, so right now she doesn't, she's taken to the, the arcade machines a little bit because they got big buttons and stuff like that. And she definitely likes slapping buttons on arcade sticks. She's about, uh, she's a year old. So she's like 14 months right now. Uh, she's already a grappler main, her... smashing buttons. Yeah, smashing buttons. The thing that gets her the most is, um, honestly, on, on my phone, I don't play a lot of games, but I take a lot of pictures and videos, and she likes scrolling through. She'll actually, like, figure out, like, point, eh, and she, like, throws the video away to, like, the next one or something like that. And they're pretty much just pictures of, like, us together. So she's already figured out, like, kids are crazy, man. They're just sponges. They already, she understands, like, interactivity of touchscreens at one year old. And she's already, like, she just grabs the phone and goes, 
beep, beep, beep. And she puts it up to your ears. She goes, wah, wah. <laughs> it's so cute. So, um, yes, I'm excited to see what she might be into if she's even into anything. And I, I, I'm sorry to keep going on this topic, but it's something of interest to me because I am engaged and, you know, we're starting to have those conversations. I know Ooh, okay. Sharpie's engaged. Alon is <laughs> also a person. <laughs> so what I was wondering, uh, you know, having a child, has that changed your priorities in terms of content creation and what you hope to get out of it, what your goals are? Uh, I, I think personally, like a lot of the content that I make has not changed. In fact, it's motivated me to do um, even more things, for example. Like we have a very notorious history of cursing like effing sailors, um, which is weird because we don't really, I don't really do that off stream. It's a weird stream thing where it's just like you just cut loose for no reason. Uh -huh. So that really hasn't changed a lot. It's It's more the fact that I think... A lot of the content I make over the years has changed so much. The thing that I didn't want to happen was I didn't want her to become content, right? I didn't want to like make a video like my baby plays X-Men versus Street Fighter for the first time. That's like what I distinctly did not want to do. Um, we've had like a funny video where it's like we try her baby food with the rest of your video games, which I thought was pretty funny. But she'll pop into the stream every once in a while because uh, Jessica very much wants her to say goodnight to me like every night which i'm completely fine with and the chat like seeing her so i just want but i don't want the chat to be like you know tune in 7 p.m pacific 8 p.m pacific standard whatever the hell you know the baby's gonna like i definitely don't want that so I, i'd say like in terms of content creation a lot hasn't changed but in terms of like limiting what how much i want her uh a part of the channel and like a part of the stream is is definitely a concern of mine gotcha so max now that you're a dad i gotta ask What's your best dad joke? Oh man. Can't be put on the spot like this. So here's the thing, I don't have one. You know why? Because dad jokes intrinsically become a part of your DNA and you don't plan on them. Mm. Like mm. I, I was not a dad joke kind of person. And then suddenly like, I, I don't actually have dad jokes. They just happen by product of situation. And Jessica's like, that was a hell of a dad joke. I'm like, I did not, I didn't, I'm, I, I didn't, I'm sorry. I did not mean to. I'm very sorry. So I don't even really have one. Uh, you might have to ask Kenny for that because Kenny okay. is king of the dad jokes and he like plans on it. Okay. I'll tweet him. I'll tweet at him. See if I yeah. can get some out of him. So we're here. Let's, let's stop beating around the bush, right? We're here because you started a call to free MVC2. And that call has kind of caught fire and it's infiltrated outside of the FG, exfiltrated outside of the FGC into other communities and into other crazy things. So what kind of, when you, when you decided to make this call, like, was this the type of response you were kind of envisioning? Or if not, like, what were you thinking was going to happen when you first uh, formulated the idea to make this kind of call? It was definitely what I was hoping for. So like, obviously starting a hashtag is, is one thing because anybody can sort of just start a hashtag. I thought that the, the narrative of Marvel 2 is kind of interesting because it's a game that is specifically bound and locked behind bars. Like you can't buy it. And the fact that it's one of the most celebrated fighting games of all time that is unpurchasable. And if you want to actually purchase a real copy, it's going to cost you upwards of like 200 to $300. Uh, and that's like an interesting story to me. It's something that's so desired by so many people, so considered to be one of the best fighting games of all time by so many people to be that unpurchasable. 
Not to mention the fact that it is a game that has such a wide competitive history. Like, I can't even think of many other fighting games that stood the test of time and actually kept a pretty dang good uh, hardcore competitive audience like Marvel 2, unless it's like Smash Brothers Melee. Like, some, some fighting games get their really niche audiences, but man, dude, people that play Marvel 2 play that out of it and they love it and that's like the game they play and i feel it's the same it's i kind of like shares that sort of camaraderie that a smash brothers melee sort of has and i felt that since like even street fighter 4 era you know so to me it was like it was a situation where it's got a unique story right it's got like what do they mean free marvel 2 is it free like no it's free, free it because he can't buy it like it's literally unpurchasable and a lot of people genuinely i can tell you this from streaming and dealing with it myself i love emulation i love enhancing games and making them look better and play better in many ways that you can but people generally really don't like that people just want to buy the thing have it be available and just play it with friends by pressing a couple of buttons you know what i mean like a ranked match enter go and the fact that it doesn't have that the fact that that's locked to the ps3 360 version that can no longer even be purchasable um is truly something so I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I told my chat for like months before I started it that I wanted to like have a big Marvel focus time of the year, which is usually around fall. And I wanted to focus around Marvel 2 especially um, in a similar way to hashtag bring back KI. And the execution was the same thing where it's like, hey, how about we just let Marvel and Disney and Digital Eclipse, the guys that made the previous MVC2 HD, how about we just let these guys know how much we love Marvel 2? Tell them what you love about this thing. Encouragement of, of like fan art, encouragement of creativity, encouragement of stories, encouragement of how much this game might have impacted your life. And that's the sort of feedback that I think is a lot more digestible, especially on the corporate end. That is where a lot of this is going to happen. So um, that was the plan. And I, I definitely wasn't expecting it to get bigger than the hashtag bring back KI campaign, which was already really big. And it actually doubled actually way more it doubled the engagements after the first two weeks wow. and this one uh i don't even know now all i know is that the reach was upwards of 25 million um Jeez. after a month and a half so it, it definitely got out there and the, i think the best part is that there's a lot more content creation now than when marvel 2 came out before and a lot more people are willing to be like yeah i grew up with this game and i love it and even bigger youtubers way bigger than myself are able to express that I have a so, quick question just to add on to that. Steve, would you like to ask yours first? I was just going to ask uh, if, you know, you knew it was, you, you saw it got big. Did you ever imagine that you'd be, it'd be getting so big that you were seeing signs for it uh, in front rows of wrestling shows? That I did not. Yeah, for, for <laughs> sure. I think that's just a huge testament to how much of an impact this game has had on people over the years, much less their memory of it, because... It was truly one of like the dream come true fighting games of the late 90s, early 2000s, right? Well, the, the entire Versus series is essentially that. And Marvel 2 sort of peaked at that. So I, I think if there's one game in the Versus series that we're going to hopefully get, you know, Marvel versus Capcom back in the forefront in some way, because I, I, I think the series genuinely has great brand visibility and recognition and um, a bunch of retro history that is certainly beloved to take the game that everyone loves the most. Because even, I mean, I'll admit personally, MVC2 is not my favorite Marvel versus Capcom. It's not even my second favorite Marvel versus Capcom. But I can absolutely identify it's the one that makes people the happiest. I did want to add one more thing before we move on. So you've seen the, the I'm sure you've seen the photo of the sign at uh, an AEW event, the wrestling event. Yeah. Uh, 
with the wrestling crowd kind of getting permeated, uh, and I didn't know about this until I started talking to a friend of mine who's into wrestling. There is a another content creator who goes by Matthew who does uh, call, what they call Botchamania, which is he takes either interesting parts of uh, wrestling shows or errors in wrestling shows and just kind of like uh, showcases them and makes like funny videos out of it. And it's permeated even that. So like even like the inner wrestling culture has started talking about it to the point where like even like <laughs> uh, entire like segments just for video si- for signs of video games like that is that's a funny one right there that one that we're looking at right now that's a real that one i don't agree with all right if i just have to live react to these right now hold on a second i'm gonna say no what this is crazy <laughs> these people are nuts what uh, wait what yeah. the okay so people need yeah. to be stopped right okay yeah. <laughs> My Marvel yeah. 2 sign is in here too? Oh god, no! Oh, wait, there's a couple. Oh, oh dude. Oh, what, what's with the absolute obsession with Final Fantasy? I mean, I get it, right? It's Final Fantasy 7, I understand. People are very defensive. Okay, alright. Dude, there's a, there's, okay, I think the biggest thing we could take from this video is the absolute gigantic crossover of AEW and Final Fantasy. <laughs> there and is. there it is! Uh... See, that's a beautiful sign. This is the only sign that somebody went to Kinko's, right? Somebody yeah, actually heard, got yeah. decent printout. That's that's the that's the the credit I got to give to to this dude. This person actually contacted me on Twitter, um, and they had the sign that they made before they went. In fact, I saw other folks were at um, I think it was Pax West, something like that recently that also had petition signs that were uh, that had big free Marvel 2 signs that they were carrying around packs or something like that. So yeah, people love Marvel 2. It's pretty obvious. It's like it's like the most guaranteed way to make money with a with a pretty low, you know, return of uh, with a pretty great return of interest, you know. Mm So uh, just really quickly before we go ahead and change on to the next subject, I did want to ask a quick question just regarding because, Max, you've been around for a while. You've dealt with a lot of communities and most notably, as of right now, you've worked on the hashtag bring back KI campaign coming out of one of your latest videos for your good love, Killer Instinct, that entire franchise coming back from Rare to now the revamp by Microsoft. But uh, this bring back MVCI, obviously, like you said, is completely blown that previous campaign out of the water. Um, you've talked previously publicly about how as a child, like you would just chill with Iron Galaxies, just ready to watch and enjoy developers doing what they do because you love games so much. My question is basically as an extension of that, you know, I know obviously when your family expands, you have less time to work on things. Have you have you in any way, shape or form given thought to becoming a part of the game development cycle or becoming a voice actor or doing content pertaining to that now that you see the impact that you've had inside of the content creation realm? That's a that's a great question. Um, and that's because I I already have a bit of experience with this on, on Killer Instinct, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. So back in like 2014, 2015, uh, I, I started working more than full-time on Killer Instinct trailers, which I didn't do all of them. I did like the greater majority, but I directed all of them. Right. Um, I think the larger majority, there's like two I might not have directed. Yeah, Keats and, has publicly talked about that as well in the documentary. Yeah, no, for sure. And we, I actually, even back when I was making them, I had to tell people like, you know, I, I'm, I'm cutting the KI trailers. Like I can't, I, just, <laughs> I didn't have time to stream. Um, so it's not like, it's not like a big secret, but yeah, like at that time frame, I was, pumping out two videos a day on YouTube at least and uh, streaming, trying to stream at least four to five days a week at that time because I was still sort of young to streaming in 2014. Um, but those streams were like anywhere between three to six hours. 
And then in the background, I was making the trailers for Killer Instinct characters and also, which was the private part, which we can talk about, I was making the story mode. So mm. we had to come up with how the story mode was going to work, which was essentially like a machinima thing because they had no budget. And mm. we had to figure out what we were going to do with, with this actual time and budget. So uh, we essentially had to mock together a story mode using in-game assets to tell the story of every single character that they, they had told. So I didn't write the story, but I made like all the cinematics and direction and stuff like that. Right, right. Anyway, um, that aged me like five years. Like that, that <laughs> one year, literally like I go back and I watch my streams and I go to the moment in the archives and I see like myself before that happened. And then I look at myself after I'm like, holy shit, I aged myself five years doing this. So I, I think, um, and it's come up a few times where like the later seasons of KI needed like um, some expertise on the trailers because not they didn't have a ton of people that knew how to like throw together the trailers really fast as much as I did. And they just wanted somebody I think that really cared about KI. So when we put together um, the Eagle trailer, which had a lot of storytelling elements about like his Native American history and stuff like that, when we had to put together a Ram trailer for E3, which was actually an E3 general rom trailer they needed that stuff fast so they like just get max to do it and uh, i was ready to go at the time but i i definitely think if it was like we need you to make this thing i probably would be like okay maybe not anymore i, I don't mm -hmm. i don't think i would take that much of a responsibility again but i would mm -hmm. definitely um probably do consulting and I most likely wouldn't even mind getting charged that much to do it just because I just would like to make the product better in any way I possibly can, just based on my feedback, if not the feedback of so many people that knew what made the previous games great. So even if there was a situation where, you know, uh, Capcom or Marvel or Iron Galaxy or uh, Microsoft or any of these devs that have made some of my favorite games did show up to me, I'd be absolutely willing to help, but only to a degree and not to the degree that was like 2014 to 2015. Yeah, understandable. Okay. Thank you so much for that answer. No problem. Uh, have you seen anything about uh, the interview that uh, the head of Digital Eclipse did? Uh, well, I know he's did a couple. I have info from the one they did with uh, uh, Game Shack. Yeah, it's the one that's uh, essentially making news everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, we can actually pull up that first part of the clip uh, when talking about uh, how uh, you, Max, mentioned Marvel versus Capcom 2, and that blew up. Uh, he did a great video on that. I can't read my public email or my Twitter direct messages without having to, switch, to sift through hundreds of free MVC2 messages from people, which is amazing. The reaction was incredible. I know that both Disney and Capcom have seen that loud and clear, and we've begun some discussions on that, and we're trying to see how far we can go. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's really not up to us. Yeah. Parts of that are owned by two different really large entities that have a lot of reasons why they would want or not want to do something of that that we're not privy to. So all we can really do is just make the best case possible and try and make it easy for them and see if they're interested. Did you ever imagine, like, a, a few weeks after you tweet this out, that you would actually hear about Disney's actually, you know, and Capcom are at least having feeling out talks? Yeah. Did you think it would have that sort of impact that quickly? 
I didn't think that was uh, like this direct way was what I wanted to happen. But was this what I wanted to happen? Yes. Like this is absolutely this was the goal, because ultimately with any of these like campaigns of just rallying support on social media, um, the the ultimate goal. And I'll tell you my goal with this thing, the same thing, same thing with Bring Back KI, same thing with Freedom VC2. Um, the point is just to rally as many of people that love this stuff as possible into one like siphon, just get them to siphon down to one small like well, where suddenly there's this out absolute gigantic outpouring of appreciation and love and fandom and community and FGC and everything like that of people that just like love this thing and how much it might have impacted their lives. If you if you take all of that energy and you put it into one like focused area, it's like, wow, like all of a sudden, like there's Wow. Okay. So even like Phil Spencer's paying attention now. That's the ultimate goal. Like the ultimate goal is to, is to just get Microsoft slash you know Capcom Marvel, to be like, we could probably make some money here, <laughs> right? Like that's that's ultimately what video games are about. Like they need. There's an opportunity to make money, and there's an opportunity to. I think as Mike ex explains in the interview, to propel the brand to actually do good things for Capcom and Marvel, if not Microsoft, through these through these hashtags. Then yeah, I think that there's, they should take that. I think there's like a chance here that's relatively low risk that they could do and execute on something that would make a lot of people really happy. And especially in the current day of like content creation with the amount of content creators that some of these games will definitely influence. We're talking about influencing the content creators at this point. Yeah, Marvel 2 is definitely one of them. Um, so I think the, the big goal is to get Capcom, Marvel, and essentially the biz dev part of it was it's because I know there's people at Capcom that want Marvel 2 to come back. I know there's people at Marvel that would love Marvel 2 to come back, but it's not up to the producers. It's up to business development. It's up to the people, the licensee holders, and all the money that it takes to get that stuff done for them to eventually dig their heels in and get stuff done. So they need to see a, a return of interest that is worth it for them. And my hope is that, yeah, that many voices, that many people, that much fan art, that much music, that many videos, like everybody responding to something that doesn't even exist yet should hopefully be impactful enough for them to even talk about it. So that's like yeah we, we did it like this is this is about i don't know if there's anything else that we could do in this situation so i i i'm i'm super happy that it like according to mike it's already like going places and they're already paying attention which is great because that's like once i like, like i said the ultimate goal just get them to pay attention in some way that a lot of people care so in in that same vein of like funneling all this uh passion into one thing i do want to start talking uh we we have just a like seven minutes left i do want to talk a little bit about the twitch rivals events that you helped put on yeah. uh because i think you, there were three in total right you had a umvc3 a ki and an mkx uh tournament so was this also like the in the same vein where you just wanted to funnel all of this all of these great communities into this event uh or was it something where like maybe twitch came up to you saying hey we have this avenue is there anything that you want to do with it like what was the whole uh like stuff that you that can talk was about? That was essentially it, yeah, where uh, Twitch and uh, the the likes of people that, that work at Twitch wanted to like work on some FGC stuff. And they were essentially giving me an outlet where I can produce it and become like the, the propagator, the show host. Now, if you have like any ideas of tournaments you would like to run, here's what we can do. And I immediately came up with the craziest, most bonkers, ridiculous, like, let's run a Marvel 3 tournament in 2020. And I was already aware and uh, of like the smaller community of Marvel players that have been playing online through Parsec and things like that for many, for many years. And um, 
actually, I was actually big over the past year or so. So it really started blowing up last summer. Um, and I just knew how passionate the Marvel community is, especially for Marvel 3. I knew that people have been waiting for a way to play that game without having complete butt netcode for a very long time. And Parsec was definitely offering something that was reliable to the point where, wow, the quality of play that I'm seeing in these matches is good. It's really good. And I think that was something that not a lot of people out of the few hundred that were watching these streams were aware of and things that I can like just sort of show my audience every once in a while. So I'm like, dude, let's just put these people forefront. Let's like, I want to throw a tournament that makes me feel like I'm back in 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind that was I wanted to take like in those situations, especially for even like KI or Mortal Kombat X, I want to take a back seat and sort of put the people that are at the forefront of the community in the front seat and just put them on my channel and have it be a celebration of the things that you love about the game. That's essentially my dream tournaments, right? My, my dream tournaments are not specifically the latest, greatest, biggest fighting game because sometimes I'm just not as interested. Um, it's a celebration of the game itself. It's a celebration of a game that you already know has been around for a long time, has already established its community as a super passionate community. And I'm already deeply embedded because I was there when it was all happening. So um, that was the big goal of all these events, even with even with Mortal Kombat X, because I love Mortal Kombat X, and I know a lot of people love the gameplay of the game and the characters. So it's just like, yeah, let's just put this all into one spot at one time. Um, and most of the time, it's not me that wants to be like the commentator and the person at the front of the screen all the time. But in some situations, I know that people have an expectation because I did do commentary for KI like three years at EVO. That people would want me to be a voice for Killer Instinct in some way because that's just so, that's just sort of been the natural occurrence. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna get the two commentators that I want to hear the most commentate KI. I want to get the two commentators that I that I that I uh, want to hear commentate Marvel Three the most, and the same thing for Mortal Kombat X. And I'll just chime in every once in a while and we'll chat. So I have a final question that I think would be a good way to wrap all of this up because Max, as you know, you're very well known inside of both the, uh, I would say OG now FGC, which is to state, you know, you're talking about arcade era to console era to obviously now the online uh, era, but uh, myself, someone who joined back in like 2013 with the addition of Skullgirls, I know you as well. And I know a majority of my friends do. My question is basically thus, uh, now that with, the rise of quarantine this past year, I guess now two years ago or so, back in 2020, we saw a change in the fighting game community. We saw a lot of players being replaced by content creators and influencers and people that generally create and tell stories more. Um, that was something that you talked about a lot. And previously, when you were incredibly active inside of the fighting game community, which is say actively competing and creating things such as your Marvel sketches, you know, mm -hmm. um, assist me. You had a lot of feedback from people who were saying, well, he doesn't play the game enough. He doesn't place high enough, but you were still creating. Uh, now you're watching all these people, all these other creators making things and you kind of like paved away for that. Do you have any words of advice or do you have anything to say about that change between players and content creators? I think the, uh, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the pen, if the pandemic did do one good thing for the fighting game community outside of the terrible thing, which is essentially like trying to destroy it, you know, by, by ruining <laughs> events and, and live tournaments and stuff like that was the fact that it, it definitely had an impact on, um, people requesting decent online and decent net play in their games. And the fact that the people that are usually the top placers that essentially you see only at tournament most of the time and then placing well at tournament and interviews every once in a while they had to become content creators they had to like buckle down and suddenly 
and suddenly focus on making content. Um, the person I use as an example all the time is, is Justin Wong because mm -hmm. Justin notoriously hated online tournaments, just absolutely <laughs> despised them, refused to play fighting games online for the most part for like a very long time. And then what happens when he becomes a content creator? All of a sudden he needs things to do. And now he's like on the road to winning 100 tournament, 100 online tournaments uh, this year. So he clearly saw something that needed to be changed and then made the adjustment. And I think that's a big element the fighting game community has never really had to do. They've sort of been just stuck in being players and going to events and traveling and everything like that. And then that's it. So to me, uh, back in 2011, 2012, when I first got my big break with like Marvel 3 after making videos for already four years, um, I noticed that. I noticed that there's, since I'm the one that's editing and doing all this stuff, there's only going to be one, one way forward here. And mm -hmm. I can only put so much work into making live action sketches and shows that take like 80 to 100 hours to edit. <laughs> so I, I'm like, man, I, gotta, I, I can't just be one fighting game guy. Like, I really can't. And I, the good thing is I, I really liked Capcom fighting games, but I wanted to sort of expand the horizon. And right around that time in 2012, early 2012, more fighting games were coming out, like Soul Calibur V, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And then soon after that, like Injustice, Injustice 1, which was a wonderful foray into the NRS scene um, that I was really unfamiliar with. And I really liked Injustice. So I think for me, it was... It was a moment of like that moment of realization that I think a lot of the FTC might have had in uh, in this year or the past year or so from the pandemic was something I quickly realized that you can't ride one game for like the rest of your life. This isn't Minecraft or Fortnite, you know, You're, you'll have to eventually spread out and diversify yourself a little bit or you can hunker down and focus on doing the one thing that, you know, you're pretty good at and just do the one thing. And to me, it was that definitely wasn't the answer when it when it came to making this like a profession when it came to like making content creation a thing um in the early 2010s i quickly realized that okay i i i need to figure out how we can do this and not and do this without sacrificing my soul you know yeah, like suddenly i'm like sure. a league league of legends streamer or something like that i did not want to do that so i wanted to encourage my my love for fighting games by keep going by still going with that and also expand on other things like yo know, video games where I can actually play things that aren't fighting games and I'm just losing my mind playing nothing but online fighting games at the time. And also enjoy some single player playthroughs with uh, friends of retro games and modern games and stuff like that. So that's kind of how yo video games started. But yeah, like I completely agree with you that a lot of the FGC was sort of forced into like a corner in this situation where everyone had to become a content creator. And I think it's genuinely great. Like it doesn't mean my competition is... Uh, 10 to 15 to 20 to 100 times greater than it ever was? Absolutely. But it means that more people are aware and playing fighting games than ever before, and that's the goal. Like, the whole point is just to get more people to play fighting games, and if I can get other people to, like, watch other channels, like, for example, Melty Blood, you know what? I'm not super excited about Melty Blood just in general, but a lot of these other content creators are, and you should go support them. Yep, so like Rising me. Tide like raises me. all ships, huh? He's talking about me, chat. <laughs> exactly all right exactly. so it is uh unfortunately our time is up i did want to talk more about uh assist me and other things but maybe we'll just have to have you on in the future again sometime soon sure uh, sounds good cool so max thank you so much for joining us uh you can follow him at maximilian underscore on twitter and you can see him at what's the what's the youtube it's miles eight something uh it's actually miles 923 or just youtube maximilian do Maximilian there we go. And he streams on Twitch. He does everything. Max, super appreciate your time. Big thank you. And big thank you for bringing the dudes to us and hanging out with us for a little bit. Super appreciate it. All you. right. Thank you guys for having me. Big thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That was Maximilian, dude. What a nice dude. 
I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I usually watch his streams and hang out, and it's it's still surreal. Like I was talking with Steve before we before we signed on. Uh, <laughs> I was I was doing a soundtrack with him before the show, and he started talking, and I was like, oh. Okay, now he's gonna wait for someone else to respond because I'm so used to listening to him on his stream and like not be interacting, but getting to interact with him was super interesting. So, big thanks to Max, dudes. Let me see some more big dumb beams. Spam that stuff in here. I almost did it, Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. You I know mean. that was my very first time talking to Maximilian, and what I can say is that he's definitely dude. We're a dude. You're a dude. I'm We're a dude. Dudes. We're all dudes. Yeah. That's oh man, that's what I should have tweeted out. Yeah, you should. Like right you before we did the announcement, I I yeah. tweeted out a picture of the dude. I tweeted out the logo from Hey Dude, <laughs> and I wanted one more, and I couldn't think couldn't think anything. That's the one I should have gone with. I am a professional script writer, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am I am professional. Like why does I no one contact me? Right. I gotta use the resources of my fees to too high. Yeah, too expensive for us. Too good. Uh, all right, we do have to say goodbye. First of all, big thanks to the dudes, to Maximilian, to Maximilian's community. You guys for spamming those big dumb beams in our chat. I love seeing it. I love you. I uh, love you guys. I guess. Uh, I love having you guys here. This was super fun. Uh, next week, we'll be back here. Same bad time, same bad channel. 6 p.m. Central. We'll be going over more fighting game stuff. We'll be going over tournaments. We'll be going over what will happen in the future, among other things. My name is Elon. And oh. and oh. If, if I get things uh, worked out, we'll have a little bit of another interview next week. Yes, so. that is right. An interview in the works as well. Thank you for reminding me, Steve. So I have been Elon. This is the main squeeze ace king offsuit jerk you can follow him at ace king offsuit that is the multi-talented the wonderful i'm sorry not wonderful the what was it trash human being <laughs> the purple Whoa! sharpie Wait, that's what you what told me to say this? that's what, what you I told me to say elon <laughs> we need to have a conversation off stream about how you address women <laughs> this is why you're not engaged <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, what's up? I'm the Purple Sharpie on all platforms, specifically TikTok, Twitter, and Twitch. Check me out. I am going to be competing in a Guilty Gear Strive tournament with a couple of other TikTok creators, as well as a TikTok, I'm sorry, a Twitch competition with some of your very famous fighting game commentators like Sejam, Romanova, uh, Hell Pockets, and even Team Spooky uh, later this week. Definitely check that out. But as always, Thank you so much for watching Best of V Show, and every real podcaster has a sign-off phase. Good night, Canada. Shine on, dudes!